Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, Not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hello, everybody. Hello, Zach. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello, Steve. How you doing? Oh, we're just uh, doing great with this bear sadness uh, we're about to do. Uh, our Bears recap versus the New York Giants. The Bears got an ugly, ugly loss, 20-12. to 12. This is what I like to call <clears throat> an old-fashioned toilet bowl game is what I like to call this. Um even though now the Giants um, have increased their win record to 3-1, and one, which is way more than what everybody else thought they would do at this point in the season. Um, the Bears fall to 2-2. Two and two, But yeah, 20-12 to 12 loss for the Bears. Um, Zach, go ahead. Zach had picked the Giants to win. He had said 17-14. to 14. I said the Chicago Bears would win 20-17. to 17. We were both somewhere there. We were close with points, but... Yeah, you, you, it was... It was it, it was low as expected. I was actually surprised one team did get to twenty, but you know, you get just enough opportunities to go to get down into uh, enemy territory. And if you're the Giants, you you know, you score some touchdowns, and you can kind of push your way up there. And I will say that this is not the game that I think fully set <laughs> would have had people saying set the league back decades. But honestly, if you look at the stat line, you'd be like, oh, God, this th- I could see how this was not like a typical like a casual NFL fans dream because you have uh, little to no passing in this one. I mean, Daniel Jones had less than fields, which has kind of been a shocker so far this year that fields is beating anyone in the passing yards category. <laughs> but credit 
They also have Saquon Barkley, who is indeed back. That that that, that man is an animal. He he ripped Chicago apart for another time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's safe to say that he is healthy and he is back. He looks like he has slimmed down, and I'm saying that the nicest way possible. Not that, not that he was a heavy set guy, but he was mm-hmm. bigger. You see him now where he is. You're saying he's more agile. He's more agile. He's more, you know, maybe it's. Le- I don't even know. I don't even know. Just say more agile. I don't want to say the wrong thing. We'll just go with that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He looks healthier. Like he was already healthy. Now he looks healthier. He has taken quite care of himself from his injury. Um, to do that, and he ripped Chicago Bears apart, and that's where we start. We always start with the defensive side. Um, I don't even know where to start. Actually, I'm gonna say defense, but he he tore Chicago apart um, in the run game. I mean, he got the ball 31 times, and he had 146 rushing yards. No yeah. no touchdowns, but he did tear them apart. And some of those rush yards came in late in the game when. New York not just lost one quarterback, but then their backup quarterback gets knocked out in Tyrod Taylor. And Jones comes in hobbling. They said, let's just go Wildcat. Let's just put Saquon Barkley as quarterback and go. And the Bears still could not fully stop them. When they went to Wildcat, they just ran the ball right at them and could not stop them. Um, The only person to seem to play well was Eddie Jackson. That was like the only shining spot for the defense he, he had i think the best moments on the day I, I the only time i can think he didn't is there was one there was one longer saquon barkley run in the first half that he misread the blit the blitzing lane mm-hmm. and opened it up on the side but beyond that i mean yeah he was pretty much the main force i, I know roquan was in there on plays but he actually missed a few tackles today that was like oh wow okay um one of those was actually probably the best play of the game which well, which was on a screen pass that was supposed to be destroyed in the back. Actually, that might have been Nick Morrow. I take that back. But Saquon Barkley catches it. And instead of losing what was to believe about three to five yards loss, man spins out of a tackle, runs the opposite direction of the rest of the play, and gains 15-plus yards for a first down. And... I think it kind of just summarizes the effect that Barkley had on Chicago all day. It's just the man was able to find what he wanted. You know, I mean, he had had plenty of good running lanes. They designed their offense really well to fake out Chicago. Um, plenty of bootleg. Oh. I mean, good God, I, I, I am, I am now wondering, like, hey, how much more bootleg could you go on? And sure, Chicago caught on a few times. There were once, or, there were a few times later in the second half. You know, just before Daniel Jones suffered his ankle injury, that yeah, they were like, okay, now we're seeing it. But the damage had already been done well at that point. You know, both of Jones's touchdown runs were off bootlegs that the de- that defensively we bit heavily mm-hmm. on one side. Even faked out the cameraman for yeah. a few of those plays. That's how bad it was. Right, and I got a little annoyed with the announcers. They were like, when are they going to make adjustments? And I think people need to realize it's hard to make adjustments during a football game. You can make tweaks. Mm-hmm. It is hard if you practice something all week. I believe Aaron Rodgers said this. At halftime, he's like, what do you think really happens at halftime? He's like, do we really go in there and have this brand new game plan that we just throw out there? No, like you make tweaks, but you can't really fully change everything you just went in with. Sure. The Bears had to make a decision. Do they stop Saquon Barkley running the football or do they live and die by Daniel Jones rolling out? And I just think there was times they got him. Then there was times where they said, well, if he does roll out and that's how they get us, that's how they get us. Because it's easy to beat the bootleg in certain formations if they go really, really tight and do that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have somebody always standing out there to protect it. So the announcers annoyed me a little bit with that. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they de- they can't stop this. Well, I don't know if they knew that they were going to bootleg it 15 times in a row. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't think anyone – I don't think any offensive coordinator that it does that much of a uh, commitment to that unless they see something. And sure, maybe that was the case. You know, I think I think what uh, was played out partially is that you see the Bears. All right, what are they? What are, what do they think we're good at mostly? Well, there's Saquon Barkley. What are they going to maybe do? Probably stack the box. Okay, if we can get them to bite and give them somewhat of a threat of a passing game, 
then the bootleg kind of becomes a problem because then they're going to go, all right, shoot. Well, Saquon's their main part of their offense, and they don't really have any of their top receivers in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kenny Galladay, I was trying to make a possible target, but you saw he he wasn't there. You know, they, right. they he was either away from the play or he did nothing. Darius Slayton actually kind of became their main guy a little bit later on, along with uh, Bellinger, their tight end, had a few decent catches that helped them move the chains. But Wait, wait, wait. Uh, tight ends can catch footballs? That's amazing. I, I anyway, Komet actually caught three. <laughs> Problem is that two of them were on screens, so, you know, <laughs> it didn't really do much. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. But continue. Look, all, all I'm saying is, is that the offensive game plan for New York was – it was pretty good. They executed it really well for what they wanted to do. Uh, credit, Chicago made them pay for it because, damn, they 10 injuries for the Giants out of this one. I mean, it was a, it was a walking medical ward for those guys. Uh, Chicago, not too much to come back home licking wounds in, in that category, but yeah, the Giants definitely paid for uh, anything they got on Sunday, unfortunately. Yes, Um and what better way to help your offensive line than a bootleg of faking this to help protect? Because the Giants don't have this great, amazing offensive line either. So you're right. They did come in and say, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to run the football. But um, pass protection is questionable. But I will say, Daniel Jones was only sacked once. So the Bears didn't quite get to him. That that one sack was the key was the key part of the rest of the game for him. Was That's where he rolled his ankle. That so. is true. You know, it, it's kind of, and also it's funny, it was a bootleg that was read well, mm-hmm. and, you know, they shut it down deep in, in Chicago territory, led to a field goal, and rest was uh, kind of history moving into the Wildcat at the end of the game. But, you know, again, they did enough. And honestly, Chicago, you look at the other side, you know, New York, they, they took advantage of key things Chicago honestly doesn't do well, which is they and this is going to be clear as we go through the rest of the year, they can't play run defense right now. There is The interior is not good enough. If you have a, if you have a solid, if not higher, if you have a solid running back alone with, a de- with an offensive line that is somewhat, that is at least competent enough to get you one lane, they can get, you can get upwards of 90 to 100 yards easy just with that. Any good running backs like, say, a Saquon level, you're going to, it's going to be a challenge to contain that right now. Uh, there's just not enough talent in the interior to slow down a, a rushing game of that caliber. Right, because the Bears usually have some big interior defensive linemen to help with this, and linebackers. I think the linebackers are fine. Roquan Smith can hold his own. But mm-hmm. We don't have those big interior linemen to really clog things up or get off blocks or consistently. They will do it. There's times they'll stuff people, but consistently do it. It puts the defense in a world of hurt, especially when you're in a 4-3 where you're sacrificing a linebacker or an outside safety type guy to be in the, on the line um, and not producing like a Cleo Mack and a, and a Roquan or in a Quinn on either side. That's a great yeah. tandem. When we don't necessarily have that tandem going on, it's much easier to single block people. It's much easier to let's just suck up them into play action and force young safeties and corners to really uh, stop us. Um, they're going to pick on Kyler Gordon. They're going to make him come up and tackle. Um, you're right, Eddie, Eddie missed a couple of tackles, but, I mean, realistically, he covered well and what he could do. Oh, no, Eddie did have a solid day. I mean, credit, he got he got the, inter- he got the lone interception off of Tyrod Taylor late, which was more of like a punt, honestly. But, I mean, still, taking a possession away is great. It was a good read. On, on his part, getting over there for help on that throw, so it was nice to see that. And I mean, he, like I said, he's his play has gotten better. You know, interception numbers are going up. He's playing more freely, you know, and kind of moving around more freely. So it's been it's been awesome. You know, it is his development's where they need him to be. Um, I think actually the one that the guy that stuck out to me the most that I went, all right, yeah, this this was not a good game for you. I thought Jaquan I thought Jaquan Brisker didn't have too much of a great game. Mm-hmm. For the role he was playing, because there were a few, because on those bootlegs in particular, there were there were at least a handful of them where, up until he did slow down the game, he was biting hard. He was supposed to be that edge contain along with either Muhammad or Quinn at times, and a few of those did lead to either long runs 
or in the case of one of the Daniels touchdowns, a touchdown. So, you know, something a little bit of a learning curve moment there. Just got to slow down the gameplay because, like in the fourth quarter, when they set, when he actually, I believe he was one that that did sack Daniel Jones, or at least kept contain on him. You know, he did slow down, read the play like he was supposed to, but but that's a moment early in that first half. You gotta, you know, if you're contained, you gotta play contained first, and a few of those times didn't exactly do that. Yeah, he did get the sack, and you notice on that interception, where was Eddie Jackson with? He was with Kyle Gordon. Like he yep. was, they were talking about help over the top, which helps Chicago, but it's also going to hurt if we don't get another side figured out because Jackson can't do everything. If he's helping Kyle Gordon, we got to figure out the other side and have guys help contain and fly up and and do all that. Mm-hmm. And have that it's that's a typical thing. I mean, Gordon at least got a little break this week this week because. This isn't. I mean, this isn't really what was going to be a light up the scoreboard type of offense he was playing against. You know, maybe a few passes were going to go his way, but you saw they they lean right into their bread and butter, which is Saquon Barkley as much as you can get him the ball. And then if they need to use mobility, Dan Jones is pretty mobile. They use him more in RPO than Justin Fields. They do. They do. It is. It is so. It is still is amazing. For how mobile Justin Fields is, most of his run, rushing yards are scrambling from a pocket. And you see, I watched Daniel Jones run RPO, and I'm going, man, that could really be us. But it's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not right now somehow. It's never going to be us. It's never, ever, 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 ever going to be us. Um, but, yeah, the defense is going to take some lumps this year watching this. If Now, I mean, holding a team to 20 points – that's okay, but you hope your offense scores some points. But things like that going against better teams that have a more passing attack, like, for example, Minnesota's coming up. They're going to have more weapons to deal with as we continue to roll on. We saw it was a struggle with the Packers. So if they're having a hard time with a team like the Giants, this is going to be something that is going to be an issue. But on the flip side, it is a new defense they're learning. They've been in that 3-4 mm-hmm. system for a while. Now they're trying to transition to this 4-3 um, I'm not going to take anything away. They did do good things. There was just mis- mistakes made. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. They were on the field a lot, so when that happens, yeah. this is this is what's going to happen. Um, it did start to rain later on, so the way that was going. But it was frustrating to watch them just line up in Wildcat and go, we already know what's going to happen. They're going to run the football, and then we just couldn't stop it. That's where it got the frustration levels for a lot of people boiled over. And it was like, yeah. really? Really? Like, what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, well, the I mean, the one of the Wildcat – drives was unfortunately on a possession that really should have been the possible Bears game winning drive and kind of a uh, kind of unfortunate that your rookie kick returner who we were hoping was going to get some snaps oh, in receiver yeah. it didn't look like he really got any that they that I could tell I think one or two snaps he was out there that I was aware of and sure enough, Muff's, Muff's punt was pr- actually pretty bad, Muff. He barely got any touch on that football. And New York's right there to recover it. They get enough yard. They drive down a little bit to kick a field goal. You know, kills clock, kills time. You know, it's not ideal. And that's that's a young team in action. It's something you got to learn to do with the fundamentals. And I, and I mean, wasn't there. That, that that's that's a crucial mistake in a game, one possession that you should be able to win. That you know, even though I picked New York, I thought they had a good shot here. I really did. You know, yeah, they they were in spots. They had their moments, um, especially defensively. But yes, what a bearish thing to happen at the end. Like, oh, you're saying there's a chance? Oh, we're gonna drop this. Like, what a bearish thing to happen with the season. Like, just just bad. Now that wasn't yeah. the reason we lost. But it was just like, oh, you you stop them, they they punt, and we have this opportunity. But 
like I said, this defense is going to go one of two ways. It's going to be we continue to see the same struggles or they slowly grow into this defense. I do think they're tough. I'm not going to take that away. Like I said, I'm not questioning Eberflus right now. I know it's – I will contradict myself when we get to the offensive side. But he's he's fine. And, you know, people are questioning his head coaching. I'm not. You got to give him a chance. No. I'm not questioning the toughness. So the, the defense hopefully will mold into this defense we saw with the Colts even. Like hopefully it molds into something like that. I am very I'm very much on it on Eberflus's train in terms of just a lot of what's being done right, which is I think defensively the swagger for the most part's back. I mean credit, sure, the def, the rush the rush defense, it's gonna need to improve at some point in the near future, but I feel like the discipline and in some of the cases of what was like lackadaisical moments in the Nagy era are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's been reestablished. I do think that you know the or- that at least this regime understands what they have right now. Um, my main concerns are after this game, I go okay. This is the best. This is the best uh, performance for Justin Fields so far this season, which is not really saying much. Credit. But when you have when you have some opportunities and you're able to move the ball and you get into the red zone multiple times in a game, it, this actually was a decent job they did at times against the Giants getting downfield. thing is they couldn't finish drives. Mm-hmm. And some of the play calling down in the red zone or east down deep into their own into into New York territory, I went, this doesn't feel very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned earlier the Cole Komet screen that was thrown. I think within that was inside the red zone, like about the, I think about the within the fifth within the fifteen yard mm-hmm. line or something like that. It was like a third and six, and they throw a tight end screen. I went, sure, if you get good blocking, but that's not ideal for that type of play. You have you have a quarterback that's been showing he can burn the Giants with scrambling out of the pocket all for the most part, if he doesn't get surrounded during the day. Mm-hmm. And you have some receivers that can make plays. You know, you have you have Equinemius out there. You got Dar- Darnell Mooney, who had his best day of the year of the year so far, ninety four recept- receiving yards. They were starting to hook up. Why not look for these guys? And I felt like that's one example. It's like okay, some of the play calls we gotta we gotta let it take the lumps if you're gonna have to do it because you know what type of year this is. There's no reason to be restrictive if you know what you're trying to do is evaluate. Right. So go out there with nothing to lose. Like get a little aggressive if you can. Don't always go for the, you know, conservative play to get some points. Right. It feels every play call they do feels very conservative. It feels very safe. And, you know, we 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 were gonna beat a dead horse with this. It's either they don't trust Justin Fields. It's either they're like, well, we're going to be very conservative just to see if he can pick up the easy stuff. I really don't know outside of that, or they just don't, or they don't trust the receivers. That could be another issue. Maybe they, maybe that's the problem, which people have said. They're pointing that out. I mean, maybe, but I mean, I don't know. That fifty-six yard pass to Darno Mooney. I'm like, okay, right. I thought that that was the signal. Like, all right, we're definitely we're pushing the envelope today. You know. Enough of this, like, 100-yard fringe, like, 20-pass type of game that we're going to do. We're going to push the ball downfield. And you know what? They showed the signs of doing that at times, but then they pulled back from it, it seemed like, when they got in the red zone. Or, you know, the strip sack on fields. It felt like after that they were kind of like, okay, maybe, you know, we're getting we're getting pressure a lot. We give up five sacks in the first half, which, Jesus Christ, another five-sack <laughs> game. To end in the first half, by the way, yes. all five sacks in the first half. You know that doesn't help confidence, I guess, in a coordinator wanting to run his scheme. But like, even that being said, it was a one possession game at halftime, and you were able to do kind of what you wanted with some reads. I still think you might have wanted to push the envelope a little bit. You know, take some chances. You got to. Badgley was hitting kicks all day. Why not? Even if you get a sack down inside the red zone, you still have a reasonable kick, it seems, with how he was performing. Right, and this is the NFL, so if you're getting pressured, it's very easy or have it already built in. Like, you know what? Maybe we put seven people in to protect, and we just throw it up to Mooney. We do something. We do – why do they throw so many screens? 
because that helps Justin Fields' confidence and that helps with the receiver's confidence. Mm-hmm. But then they got away from it. I know the tight end screen was not the right thing to do. That could have been a play outside of the red zone. But, yes, I, I don't know the answer. People are now blaming the receivers. I saw things where it says Justin Fields has no confidence in anybody. So, like, the blame is always – it seems like each day, each week is shifting. It's, well, it's Justin Fields' fault, and I've said that. Now it's Getsy's fault. Well, then it's the old line's fault. Well, now it's the wide receiver's fault. And then the, the blame keeps getting shifted. And I'm like, it's a combination of everything. Exactly. It's yeah, everything exactly. right now. Justin Fields was sacked a lot because – our offensive line cannot pass protect. We said that at the beginning of the year. They can run the football. They need help in pass protection. When you just do a straight drop back and a team knows it, the, the Giants, with all the injuries, and I tweeted this, I was like, the defensive line for them is playing outstanding right now. Like, they are just coming after it. So you have to give them credit. If they can't pass protect, what do you do? You throw screens. You do things to soften the box up. Mm-hmm. You keep the running back in. You keep a tight end and a running back in. RPO, play action to get the ball out quick. You do these things to take the relief pressure off the offensive line. So you say RPO, that's why I'm surprised they aren't running RPO. Because that instantly puts a defensive secondary at odds with trying to be kind of crashing down, contain, if they aren't confident in the pass game. Because if you can get a quarterback out in space and you have to worry about multiple options there, three different options of attack right off the bat that you can think of with that with that and that just shocks me it's like with a quarterback like fields and you watch the giants do it and you go okay why isn't this being utilized um, this was talked about last year how it was very minimally utilized and that's what that made sense i think at that point matt Nagy, i think we all saw the writing on that wall with that offense and it wasn't working and now we thought okay guess he's going to play to the strengths of the quarterback because he's a former quarterback coach that's not been happening Right. So why is that? Is there no RPO in the playbook, which I call BS because there probably is, but why isn't that being utilized? Because you're absolutely right. That helps with the pressure. If you can't have an, a defense confident that they're going to go back there and know it's a pass or a run off that first look. I think it's a combination of a few things. Um, people now being able to get a hold of the all 2022 film, which I still have not bought because I've been too busy and, Every time I'm about to pull the trigger, I'm like, well, that 80 bucks can go to something else because I see gas prices. I'm like, well, wait a minute. This could pay for well, that yeah. rather than this or, you know, whatever it is. People have put on their work because how do they be RPOs? They play man coverage. Man coverage is the traditional way to stop an RPO because you're taught to read somebody. Do they drop with this or do they sit? You hand the ball off, throw it, whatever. And then you get to second level, third level, it gets more complicated, which they did at Ohio State. So you would think it could fit well to what he was doing. There's a couple clips where it shows some type of play action or some type of blitz. And the when they blitz, the Bears had a receiver fill. And Justin Fields would not throw them the ball. There was a play where they blitzed the middle linebacker. It might have been Mooney, but I remember the slot receiver runs into the middle. Justin Fields yes. looks right at him and doesn't do anything. Like, sees it, doesn't throw it. All he has is an over-the-top throw. Otherwise, the middle's wide open for a touchdown. I I saw I've seen someone post about this on Twitter at least one of the Bears analysts about this. I'm going, yeah, that's kind of the throw we were hoping he would catch on to. You know, even if you don't have a good receive, even if you don't have a top tier receiving core, as a quarterback can elevate a receiving room just by his play. Right. So those are still throws he misses. There were some better moments like that we saw against the Giants. Like again, some progress, but those throws have to be made. If if you see an opening and you if the pocket's broken down and you're just looking around at that point and you're in the middle of the field and you are looking around the entire field, it's not like you're stuck on one end and you can't look back the other way. Right. You know, me, the fan, credit, I'm not a quarterback, I would think I would be kind of going, oh, hey, look who's there. Right. That doesn't happen. Uh, it feels like more it's like a flight response generally is now more the the popular choice. And I think part of that comes down to the offensive line and its structure. You know what play stuck out to me the mo- most, Steve? It was actually a uh, it was actually a horrible block by Lucas Patrick. He got bulldozed. Um, I want to say second quarter. It, he was playing. He was just getting bulldozed. I want. I think it was Dexter Lawrence. Yes, Lawrence comes in and just bull rushes, and it was within the three seconds. He bull rushes, pushes 
Patrick into Fields, and then he sacks Fields right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I went, wow. If uh, I mean, I know he plays center mostly, but if, if you if you can't just if you can't stand your ground on a bull rush, then uh, that that's. I mean, that, then it wasn't just that play. Like there were several of those plays. Like it felt like guys getting be off the line. Credit the Giants did a great job with with disguised blitzes that w- which they just blitzed like crazy all day. Said, all right, we're going to pressure you like mad. Throw right. safeties in there. Throw a linebacker or two. And right. it, it, it worked for the most part. It, it worked for them. Yeah, uh, I, I know. I think I know what player you're talking about. It showed the end zone view, and there's a receiver wide open in the middle, and Justin Fields takes off this way. There was that play. Yeah, that, there's that one. Then the one I'm talking about. So it's funny. There's that one. Then, the, then there was that one where he would replace the blitz. And then there's another one where he does another, like, play action thing. And there's a guy open in the flat or something. So this is not necessarily crazy talk that people post. They see this. Now, if it's not part of the read, it's not part of the read. But you would think right. in the NFL, like you were alluding to as a quarterback in the NFL, oh, somebody's open, screw it. Like, you have to get them the ball. Um, and again, it's a combination of a bunch of stuff. The offensive line not pass protecting, you're going to give what I call quarterback happy feet. And Justin Fields at times does have happy feet where as soon as the pocket starts to break down, he takes off. Now, when he, sometimes when he takes off, he gets a huge 20-yard run. He gets a big first down. But I think defenses are going to start being okay with it. They're going to say, you know what? If that's what beats us, that's what beats us. He, he's not going to make these throws. We can see it on film, so we're not going to worry about it. And there's been evidence that he really can't. I mean, still another – Another fifty percent ish. I mean, it, it, some have said it depends. It's kind of funny. The the stats fluctuated in some sites, like one pass off or another. But basically, another week of at best fifty percent completion. Still were some throws that made me kind of scratch my head, along with the ones that I went, "All right, these are pretty nice." You know, like it felt like the Darnell Mooney fifty six yarder is what stands out. But there were still several. It's like, okay, this was a bad overthrow. This one, I don't. This one, it was just behind, like a few of those moments that kind of made me go, dang, you know, if he can just settle down a little bit and kind of deliver on a time that's going to work for him, that'd be great. And, you know, it's going to be keep, it's going to be keeping to be part of the conversation because I agree with you. And this has been talked about by analysts across the board since week one, I think, to now is you can only do so much with scrambling out of the pocket until people start just going all right well eventually it's not going to work right you know unless it's i mean unless you do like a lamar jackson offense like a few years ago where they just do all run and they just lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details when shopify says you can sell anywhere oh they mean it Ooh, hold up just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Design it around him. That's not going to always work. Defenses are going to catch on to when you break out of the pocket. They'll pressure you. They'll make you uncomfortable. And for fields, it's bottom time. But I think you're seeing, and like you and I are worried about, he's leaning more and more into the run, which sure, we've wanted that, but also now it's detrimental to him actually hitting passes 
that are there because right. he wants to just bail that early now. And the one where he didn't replace the blitz right after that, that's when he took the big hit where his leg went a certain way. And I know I was watching that hit and I'm like, that's not good. Something just happened to his no. ankle. That was that play. And they were and like, that's what happens. He's going to continue to take these big hits. And right now, Lamar Jackson's been pretty lucky and that nothing's really has happened to him, but that's not a sustainable thing. And, I don't see the NFL switching to that where this is a huge sustainable thing for a quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL. College is fine because you'll play a team that doesn't have all pro players. They'll have a handful of guys on that defense in college that they're really good, but there's some on there that are just not going to go play NFL. They're just whatever. In the NFL, you're playing like the guys you're going up against were those all starters out of college and like big time. It, I don't know if it's sustainable so early in his career of last year taking big hits so far yesterday getting hit six times and that's just being sacked that's not taking off and running and getting hit that's just you know all you know straight drop back so i just don't know if it's sustainable when he could throw the football to somebody that's open or he's going to go take off and get this big hit and it looks like his lay his ankle i thought he hurt his ankle i watched it i was like there it is like he's done and i mean he pops up he's all good but eventually He's going to get hit the wrong way, and something bad's going to happen. Um, but he did throw for more than 20 passes, so we did get the over on that from the last time. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they hit – he. Uh, if you're talking betting at least, like uh, he actually hit the over on the FanDuel number, which I was – it was getting kind of touch and go there for a second, but they hit that, and then um, I was like, all right, cool, yeah, like you're talking about. We hit 20 passes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sweet. Only problem is we were – barely going to hit 50% again 50% completion so it's only 11 you only got 11 catches out on the day you know and besides uh Mooney I mean there really wasn't much else going downfield for him so I don't know it's it's going to be still slow going um my for Jesus for our preview against Minnesota I'm I'm not projecting much better Honestly, just knowing that his like the recent years of that game, I'm almost expecting like a copycat of what it was against New York, which is going to be a slow grind mm-hmm. the entire time. A lot of a lot of pressures, a lot of plays. You're going to grab your head because it's going to be he's going to get sacked or he's going to get hit wrong. It's going to lean on the run game for both sides. But you know, against the Giants here, I mean that was it. And honestly, I was kind of I was kind of hoping this would be a game that based on the Giants' track record through the first few weeks, that they weren't going to have as much pressure. They weren't getting the pressure down. But sure enough, <laughs> Thibodeau, second week in, added that extra pressure, their interior line act, and their blitzes got to the Bears, and that's where we're at. So, right. you know, um, and plus the plus just leaving points on the board. Like I said, having four field goals, you know, with multiple of those in the red zone, you got to finish drives. You know, yes. that's a young team there, but you got to finish drives. You can't. You can't result in twelve points on a game that the winning side only only wins only has the same amount of scoring possessions and is a one possession game. Right. Um and then we didn't even talk about Cleo Herbert, nineteen carries, seventy seven yards. Okay. Um mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's better than Montgomery or anything. You would think Montgomery but like I feel like if you had both of those guys against the New York defense, that would have helped. Um not a bad game for him, I would say, but I was kind of hoping he'd have Saquon Barkley numbers, like, oh, he's going to get 150 yards from the last game. But, again, I'm sure they looked at this and went, hmm, let's just stop Herbert in the run game. If Justin Fields runs, we live and die by that. And I think that's kind of what they decided on. That's about right. I also believe their their interior line, at least, I think did a much better job. I mean, they still gave up 40 yards of carry to, to Herbert, but – they weren't getting gashed. Like they, they did mostly a good job of saying, okay, we're going to contain this to be a reasonable running effort. We still have to make them pass. We still have to make them uncomfortable and have to do at least third and third and longer possessions. And they focused on it. You know, they, there was no hundred yard game from the giants side. And I think they can look at that as a win, you know, considering that the last, that previous week, they let Tony Pollard and company, in Dallas, gashed them for tons of yards. This kind of they kind of reset and did a actually pretty fantastic job against one of the best running games in the NFL right now. Yes, um, 
the more we sat here and talked about the offense, the more I wonder seeing these people find the clips from the all from the film and put on Twitter and the more you're seeing this, I wonder if some of the things we're all complaining about, if it's in the offense and we just don't fully pay attention to it in the nicest way possible. Like I don't. There's times I watch it from a coach perspective, but there's a time where I sit back and I watch it from a fan and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, we suck again. Like times like that. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> then there's times I watch it from a coaching spot like because you know on TV you don't see the whole picture. When you get the film and you see the whole thing, you're like Maybe the things we are talking about are built into it. And so maybe they are trying to do these things and we're just not fully seeing it. Or maybe they did try it the first couple of weeks and they go, you know what? We're just not getting it. Everything else. But I still think there's times where you're just like, you know what? We got to throw it over the place. We just got to we just got to try it. We just got to say, you know what, Justin, you're going to throw it 40 times today. Like, that's just going to happen. Well, and if you're evaluating, again... If you are trying to gather what you have and know for year two, because that's what's been kind of talked about is this is all about building up to next year when they have more cap, when they have more guys they can draft that that are their own, that they can figure out what they have that's going to be good moving into the future of the Poles, Eberflus era of the Bears. Why not just open it a little bit up? I get it if you have a weaker receiving core, and maybe you don't fully trust your QB, but this is supposed to be your franchise QB. So on the flip side of that, let the kid get a little more freewheeling if needed. And worst case scenario, that is, as much as I hate to say it, that's how you evaluate if you need to consider a future change a few years down the road or whatever. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't think it should yet. Not not according to my three-year plan of let the QBs play out that first three and then start talking. But it's evalu- it's an evaluation then. Right. You know, let the guy play a little bit more loosely and with plays that can make him want to force the agenda a little more. So here's to hoping that gets a little more emphasized against a division rival because, you know, still in a good spot right now. Um, two and two, honestly, is better than I thought Chicago would be at this point in the season. But... That it's in this, it's about the quarter of the year mark where you're like, okay, well, you're gonna have more crucial division matchups coming up. You know, you can't if you really want to maybe take advantage of your situation. Not saying that that was where they expected to be, but if you want to take advantage of your situation, maybe we should start forcing the agenda a little more. You know, right? Because, like you said, maybe they had this whole plan. We're gonna be really conservative because. They didn't expect to be in the spot. Well, now they are. So maybe they're like, oh, we, we, we better try some things. Yeah. Vikings coming up. Later on, the Patriots, Cowboys, Lions, who are scoring left and right. That's going to be an interesting game. And just going on and on and on. You got to play the, the Packers again. The Eagles are tough. The Bills. The Vikings again. Like, it's <laughs> like it does not get easy from here on out, except for a handful of games. But they, they got to start opening it up. Um, I think fans need to stop comparing Justin Fields to Patrick Mahomes because that's been another debate of, well, Patrick Mahomes runs around and does this stuff, and it goes both ways. He's had great receivers. He's had yep. good offensive linemen. He can – he's a one-of-a-generation talent as well. Like, we've seen Peyton Manning. We've seen Tom Brady. These guys are different. Patrick Mahomes is just different. We need to stop comparing Fields to him – because he was put in a good situation, good receivers, good line. Like, Alex Smith did well with those receivers. So let's just pump the brakes for a second on that one. Yeah, I would never compare with Patrick Mahomes because of the fact that, you know, for I mean, even add on that he had a year to sit, which some people had debated, hey, maybe Fields should have that year. I know that we were in a win-now scenario last season and that Mac, you had Nagy pretty much fighting for his job last year. So they did it to, much like how Pittsburgh's doing right now, where they are saying, screw it, we have a rookie quarterback and we're not getting the results we want with the veteran, let's go with the rookie. So they did what a lot of NFL teams do. They wait till a quarter of the year. They say, they say throw in the rookie, what do we got to lose? And they went ahead with it. And, you know, I have no complaints because, honestly, they had an injury and they had to put him in, and they said, all right, screw it, we, we waited all we wanted, it's time to go, and people thought they were – pulling the Ferrari out of the garage and getting going. And so the thing is, though, this Ferrari needs a little tuning and a little bit more of the uh, 
mechanical love and care it appear it appears to work at what we hope it is and and the hype is still there nationally it's been pushed justin fields is a darling on the national scale people want this guy besides bears fans of course but like the national side wants him to be successful because they want to talk about him more mm-hmm. you know so that that's added pressure also lar- third largest media market in the country it's going to be there historical franchise it's going to be there one that's needed quarterback it's going to be there you know add on the fact that you're going to now, I would think, more and more start seeing, okay, who is the better choice, him or Trevor Lawrence? Because I don't think that gets talked about enough, but, hey, same draft class. Here's two teams that I think we're start that are now going different directions. Credit the the Jaguars an example of what might happen next year for the Bears if they spend a little. Mm-hmm. You know, a young QB still needs to learn some things but shows progress because he has the weapons and he has the scheme that is helping him get better you know that's what i'm hoping next year is because this year yeah it is it is whatever there's not there's going to be tons of lumps i think but i look at the jags and i go the other side of this looks pretty decent for a start in the right direction if what lawrence and company is showing off like what dut peterson's bringing over there i'm hoping we can translate and do what kind of that playbook and put it that way you know well that's why i wanted doug peterson i did a whole episode on it before way back when the Bears were looking for a head coach because I said, who, what kind of offensive players do we have? Who can help this? Who made Carson Wentz look good? Oh, Doug Peterson. You know, it soured in Philadelphia. You know, guys didn't like each other at the end. It is what it is. Not saying Getsy, because we got to also remember, he's never called plays before. That's another thing I think we all kind of have to remember. Right. He's a quarterback coach that came in to be an OC. You know, and then I think much much of us were believing, all right, well, he knows what a quarterback needs, so should be pretty easy play calling. So far, hard to gauge, but I think it's a mix of conservative plus poor execution, really. Yes. Um, so there's just a lot of things, and fans of the Bears, it's we can't put all the blame on fields like I have done before. But I don't also think we can sit here and say, well, if he had Kansas City's receivers, he would be even better. There, there's no proof to that. There's no way we could really say that because if let's just say we did and he still was playing this way, then all you'd be saying it's Fields' fault. Like mm-hmm. right now it's a whole combination. There's times where the offensive line looks really good, like the Texans. There was times they look good and Fields look bad. Then this time – the offensive line looked bad in pass protection. Fields played a little bit better. It's just going to go up and down. Each game is going to be different. Each game we're going to see different parts of it struggle. Yeah. It's evident that at, that the Bears' offensive line, it's been two years in a row where they have not – I mean, credit, new regime, but it has been two straight years where that line has been a gashing hole of, okay, you didn't really invest in this position, did you? I mean – you haven't given this as much thought as you should or enough love and care. And so I don't think Bears fans – Bears fans, I mean, they'll say what they want. But they're – this is – it's going to become less and less tolerable if, say, next year you don't invest in that portion and don't get a free agent that's a top-class guy, someone that's going to be the big money guy that you bring in as a rock for a reason. I mean, look at what – like, look at an example what, you know, the Chargers have brought in. You know, their examples of their signings. I mean – you can look. I mean, you can look at, for example, you know, you can look at Detroit. You know, credit that was through the draft, but they've invested in their line. Fun fact: they're the highest scoring offense in the NFL right now. Sure, they're all, their defense is uh, it's dog duty. I, I'm going to say it like that because I don't want to be too vulgar. But it. <laughs> what, what, can, what else can I tell you? They're the highest scoring offense in the NFL. Detroit, with Jared Goff, with a, with even with a Monroe St. Brown not being active. This past weekend, they still put up 45 points and were at least one or two bad plays away from getting their second win against Seattle. Their defense sucks, but they can put up points. I look at that and I go, that's a fun team. Gee, I wish we could do some things. You know, I'm not saying that Jared Goff's (laughs) an example of what Justin Fields can be because he can't run, but I'm just like looking at that offense with some of the scattered weapons. I'm going, you know, we haven't, we have pretty much that talent level on the receiving core and in theory tight end in theory tight end 
You know, right. That this should be accomplishable. Thing is, they have more offensive line assets that they can protect Jared Goff with. We get pressured 51% of the time on any drop back. Well, and how did the Chiefs struggle in the Super Bowl? They gave up a lot of pressure from the line. So what was the first yeah. thing they did? We got it. Offensive line, we got to get these tackle spots figured out. We got to do mm-hmm. this. And everything else will take care of itself. That's why when they drafted Justin Fields, I was so irate because of what we gave up. And said, and I know people love Justin Fields. We could be having a totally different conversation. There is upside to him. He's athletic, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But at the time, the time period, Justin Fields was not on my radar to be drafted. I said, we need offensive linemen. Then build it around there. Mm-hmm. You have Andy Dalton. Cool. Whatever. Build the offensive lineup. You will find a quarterback somewhere in free agency or the next draft or something. You'll find something. And yes, we have Justin Fields. It's cool, whatever. So everybody that wanted Justin Fields and didn't worry about anything else, you're starting to see a little bit of the repercussions of an experienced offensive line, older offensive line. Like there's upside to Jenkins, but the whole scenario with him, white hair was banged up yesterday. He had walked off the field. Like So there's things happening. Um, Doug Kramer, who they drafted, got hurt. So there's things yep. happening, and you're starting to see it slowly. Again, whole offense is being blamed. But you're seeing Justin Fields run for his life at times. Then you're seeing him where he does have a pocket and he wants to go run. Like, it's just a bad combo of quarterback happy feet, no sturdy offensive line. And then you see these other teams that invest in it. Packers, they invest in offensive line. They Like, what happens when their all-pro tackle comes back? They look pretty good. Yeah. So, just think about it, Bears well, fans. Heck, for uh, a bit. Just look across the aisle. You know, uh, New York yesterday only gave up one sack. And on credit, they their their rookie tackle that they brought that they brought in Evan Neal. You know, still went out with injury later on, but played an all right game. Yes. You know, like th- this was that was one of the assets that the Bears gave to New York for that trade. Yes. You know? And so those are things you got to consider moving forward is that, I mean, Chicago did make sacrifices. It's about the quarterback decision. I'm not, I wasn't fully against it when they drafted him anyway, you know, and credit again, jury's still out. There's still time. I'm just saying like, if we're going to go back to that moment in time, you know, I'm kind of was on the fence with you because part of me was going, all right, we can draft here and get a QB is a pretty stacked draft for QB, but we could also build towards what we need to fix, and you know we chose the we chose the former over the latter, yep. and that's where we're at, and that's what yep. we're accepting now. Credit again. This is why I'm also a little calm with this, and like I think other Bears fans are, is again we keep making. I think we're going to be hyping up this whole 2023 prospect again. Full draft on our disposal once more. Um, supposedly the highest cap space in the NFL next season. If anything, I will, I'm not going to be – you will never see me living on this show because I know what is supposed to be on the other side. If you fail on the other side, then I will definitely be going back to my usual give up, do, doom and gloom, what's the point of type of aspect. Right now I'm more of a happy-go-lucky, yeah, anything's, anything's good for us. The future's bright. But if, I, if, we, if next year, if we have, say, like a 2019-esque letdown, where it's like we're giving all these promises, hopes, and dreams of like we bought all this stuff. We drafted all towards this. This is the year of Justin Fields. Yeah, no, I'm going to go back to my usual, yeah, what's the point? This is a typical Bears because that's what I'm worried about. This year, screw it, we're 2-2. Two and two. You know what? I, 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 that's all I'm going to put. I'm still going to be disappointed at things, but – that's where I stand. That's <laughs> yeah, all I can do. It's a new regime, so I have to, I have to put that like little post-it note on the side. It's like new regime, strip down the roster. This is a rebuild, even though they won't admit it. <laughs> so. Right. Well, that's why when I got Justin Fields, I kind of was preparing myself in an angrily way of we're going to take lots of lumps in the future because we're not mm-hmm. investing in where we need to invest. And I think there's some fans out there that did not realize that they kind of thought Justin Fields comes in. We're automatically going to do this. No, they, you're going to take lumps. Now you got a new head coach. You got a new general manager. You got new this. They're going to go to Arlington Heights. They're going to go do all this stuff. To go to Arlington Heights. <laughs> like you have a whole new thing going on and we get, we have to, this is a sacrifice we all have to make and we want to win now. And again, 
because of 2018 and how 2019 went and 2020 went and how last year went, we're kind of frustrated. 2019 is such a such a bad taste in my mouth. It has never left. Just the hundred, just the fact it was a hundred year anniversary and it went so sideways. Yes, for all the prospects, that that will not go away anytime soon for me until I see until we see winning and stuff that rectifies what we are into again. <laughs> yes, so that that is all. It's all built around that where. It's not like we just won last year and then we, you know, then you see it get blown up. Like, well, we got to blow up the team. We got to do this. No, like we did really good one year and then it just has done this besides the Nickelodeon stuff. That's the only thing that's happened. (laughs) Nickelodeon, baby. So MVP. So we'll see. Um, It's just it's frustrating when you lose a close game or game you could have won like the Giants, no matter even though how bad the Bears are. You could have won. But then now. Now we're staring down a dark path of tougher games coming up because there is that small, small chance we lose to Minnesota twice. There's that chance we lose to the Lions twice. Like, this is a real thing. That's a tough prospect to stomach, even with how bad Detroit's defense is. Thing, thing is, you know, I, I think those games will be really fascinating. The, They'll the be Lions fun. games this year. They'll be fun. Yeah, because that's the thing. If that defense is that poor, which it, I could argue it's probably the worst defense in the NFL based on just the statistics alone. 35 points a game given up compared to 35 that they have scored per game for Detroit. So those are ones I'm saying, okay, look, if, if Justin Fields can't push like 200 yards passing, a few touchdowns, have a better accuracy number, which, you know, the year prior, Detroit kind of was that team that he was able to do more with and kind of show off more of his skills. That'll show if there's, to me, some sort of progression mm-hmm. that this team can do. Because the Lions defense isn't going to beat you right now. You know, whenever those games come up, it's not going to beat you. It's going to be Jared Goff and his supporting cast <laughs> yes. of characters that will rip you to shreds if you let them. <laughs> yes. Um, part I, We're getting way ahead of ourselves. That could be a high-scoring game just because of how the defenses are setting. Right, but I think I think this is just it's plays into the Giants game because again it's another inept offensive performance. It's a better step, but still, there's so much work to be done. This doesn't look fluent whatsoever. Right. You know, th- there's no consistency week in and week out that says, "All right, this is what I can expect." Sands the run game. By the way, I guess that's the only one. But otherwise, like passing wise, that's that's the deal. It's like we're, I think Bears fans are just gonna look at the schedule and going, "Which game can Justin Fields break out?" Which game can Darnell Mooney break out even further? Which game could Cole Komet break out like the guy they've been propping him up to be? Because I want him to break out. Well, maybe because like, I'm getting tired of watching him be a poor run blocker because it seems like he does. He isn't. I'll be frank. That that is something that's getting me angry with him. Yes. He's a terrible run blocker. Yes. He is horrible at the point of attack. He does not do a good job containing the edge. This man needs to be out in the passing game. Please get him out in the passing game so he can get something to be happy about. Um, it could be the Commanders. Maybe that's the where they they break out. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Or the Patriots. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Dallas. Don't no. worry about Dallas. That 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 defense. I am so freaking worried how that game will go. Whenever that comes up, maybe the Dolphins because two was out. Who knows? Hey, you know, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> uh, maybe the know. Falcons after the Lions because the Falcons stink. Yeah, they're they're that's winnable. I don't know, but yeah, I just want. I think that's that's my thing. We're we're on breakout watch, like every week now. It's basically breakout watch. Where's the breakout performance? Where's the one the media lose their mind to? When's it going to click? When is everything going to... When are we going to hop on and be happy? When are we going to hop on? Jumpstart the car battery. Come on, it's going to go. It's going to turn over. (laughs) This is the Ferrari found in the junkyard from like 1932, and they're trying to fix it. (laughs) And Ferrari's running around in 1932, I'm sure. I'm just making up a year. I really don't know. I was was going to question it. I I want to I want to confirm that maybe you made a good logical jump. Was I spreading uh, misinformation? No, no, you, nah, you missed it. It was not, they were found in 1947. Oh, well, I mean, I was in the right um, era ish. 
That means if someone clicks off the show right now, they're like, oh, yeah, Ferrari was around back in the day. They'll tell their buddy at work. It's like Steve did it. I was just spreading misinformation. It's okay. <laughs> you two will take me off for saying the, the Coach Steve show. Uh, you know, Enzo Ferrari. <laughs> we, can't, we can't get that 32 Ferrari going in Chicago. What are you talking about, Phil? Because <laughs> it's not a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, go back to your, go back to your cubicle. <laughs> are you watching fantasy football stuff? No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no thanks. Um, <laughs> but yes, as we ra- as we wrap up, I do have to say because we we record on Mondays, and I'm I just had check this out by the way after we're done recording, Steve. There is a crazy fan with a smoke with a smoke with like one of those smoke grenade sticks in his hand that ran out on the San Francisco. Field. Nice. <laughs> and he got plowed over by a. Uh, by I believe Bobby Wagner. Nice. <laughs> Wagner's freaking hit sticks him. I'm telling you, folks, check it out. I I don't know what else to say beyond Chica- with Chicago. I I, yeah, I hate hitting rinse and repeat on this offense. I really do. But, but this it, is where we're at. It keeps happening, right and uh, George Kittle better get a freaking catch for my fantasy team because this sucks. Anyway, <laughs> he has zero points right now. I have three guys playing right now, and I'm losing. Three going on right now. Good luck. It's halftime. <laughs> Wilson, Kittle, and Robbie on my team going up against the only person they have left playing is Samuel. So it's like, all right, let's quit throwing it to him and give it to Wilson or Kittle. God dang it, Jimmy G. You're <laughs> killing me. Which we'll trade for Jimmy G next year if he does well. But anyway. Oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> He'll be a backup. Justin Fields will take a big hit. He'll have to come out, and then Jimmy G will step in. And then it'll be 2006 all over again. I'll I'll believe you. Why not? Hey, positivity until the time comes next year where something bad happens and we're all like, yep, this was terrible. Terrible idea. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that that, that will wrap this up with that pregame or uh, postgame, I should say, postgame from the Bears and the Giants lost, lost to the Giants there. Um, They will go on to play the Vikings next week, which will have a preview of that one that will be a tough one because the vikings look the vikings are the vikings they look good or they don't it, it's one or the other they're a jekyll and hyde mm-hmm. depends how kirk cousins plays but um again check out zach's usfl podcast inside the walls podcast fourth and four um every weekend check all that out thank you Always, I gotta do that at the beginning, like a jackass. I gotta do that. At the I do it at the I end. I appreciate it. You know, it gives lo- your, your loyal fans will migrate over. Hopefully, we'll check my stuff out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if they don't, I'm gonna continue to spread misinformation to make them look dumb. Like Ferrari was found in 1929. That's that's what happened. You went backwards even further. <laughs> you chose to age them even further. <laughs> they were in World War One. That's what you got to know. Anyway, thanks everybody for watching or listening. Check us out next time for our Bears Vikings preview. Um, We will see you guys then. Take it easy. Bear down. They still suck. Peace.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.